Um, can you hear me? Uh, yeah, I can. Okay, perfect. So, um, Chaz, welcome to the King Kumar um, podcast. And um, before we start off the interview, um, do you want to tell um, the King Kumar audience a little bit about like who you are, um, like maybe what you're studying, and a couple facts about you? Yeah, for related sure. Related to some business even? Yeah, can. for sure. Uh, I just wanted to uh, I wanted to thank you, Advis, for letting me get on the podcast. It's a uh, it's a true honor. I'm glad you wanted to uh, interview me. It's uh, it means a little something special that you uh, that you hit me up and asked me to uh, be on the podcast. So I do appreciate that. Um, for the people that don't know who I am, I'm uh, I'm Chaz Lapointe. I uh, I went to Nico Valley High School in Naperville, and I'm currently now at University of Missouri. Uh, I'm a Mizzou student, and um. Just finished freshman year up. Uh, I'm a uh, sports management major in the Parks and Rec division, and um, I'm studying to become a uh, football coach. So uh, I work for the Mizzou football team as a uh, student assistant right now uh, for the defensive line. So I work with, um, you know, one of the greater coaches in college football under, um, you know, Brick Haley. He's a uh, phenomenal defensive line coach. And, uh, I've learned under him for the last spring, and uh, I'm excited to learn from him over the next couple of years. And uh, yeah, I uh, knew Advis from high school. He was a big uh, Naperville Central fan, even though I played for Nequa. I didn't like Naperville Central too much, but uh, I admire Advis for uh, how much he was involved. And, um, you know, it's it really truly says something about your character uh, to see how involved you were with, uh, you know, school football, school sports. So, that's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, so my uh, my goals pretty much now are to, um, you know, be a football coach professionally. Obviously, um, you know, I, I like college football a lot. I, w- I watch a lot of college football, you know, reruns, recordings, live games. Obviously, I'm just all about, you know, the whole college football world. And um, that's, you know, that's my aspiring goal. You know, maybe defensive coordinator, head coach, you know, somewhere, Division One, Power 5. That's probably would be the uh, the dream of mine. So... Okay, um, so let's talk about um, let's talk about your football career because I know you played center at Nikwa, I believe. I did. I did. I actually played center and I played guard. Okay, so let, um, so I asked AJ this and I asked Bert this, but um, what? Who? I'm sure you both know. Um, yeah. But what was your number one, um, your favorite experience with the Nikwa football team? Because um. I know at Central, and I know even at Nikwa, we talk about like that brotherhood of brothers that you had. And I know a couple guys at Nikwa, like Mike, um, Cam, and uh, Will Hill. Um, but just talk to us about like that experience and that bond you had with the guys. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, Nikwa, Nikwa does a really good job of, you know, bringing guys together. Um, you know, for example, obviously I wouldn't, see to eye to eye with some of my buddies, um, you know, before football, but, you know, football gave me and, and, uh, a bunch of other guys, the opportunity to come to a goal, um, to a common goal, I should say, and to, um, really fight for something that we'd all be on the same side for. And I think football more than any other sport does a great job of, you know, um, you know, bringing people together, bringing, bringing dudes together and, you know, like to put the swords down between people and to, uh, really get after, you know, winning football games and uh, executing in a way. So um, I say that was probably the biggest thing from Nick was to, you know, like develop relationships with the guys, but to even more the level to, you know, like put the differences aside, you know, compromise for a goal, 
You know, everybody's got to give up something to do uh, to do what they needed to do for football. You know, whether that's giving up time, whether that's giving up other things, but it's it all comes down to what what you'll give up and what you'll compromise for for the team. And you know, that was probably the best aspect of football is, you know, what will you give up? We you, you know, will you get up at five in the morning with everybody and go lift, or will you, you know, throw some run some routes with your quarterback if you're a wideout, or you know. Have uh have some buddies over and just you know watch film on uh, who you're going to be blocking or who you, who's going to be blocking you during the game stuff like that. I just think that's the best part about you know the high school football experience and even in college too. It's it's the same way. So okay, yeah. So this question is not really like saying like um something bad that's happened to you, but like what's one hardship that you had throughout the football season or even in life at um at Niqua? that you say that um, you've learned from and also that made you, um, that that experience made you into a better person. So if you um, want to share that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, you know, I had, um, I was, I was one of those guys that was uh, willing to, you know, sacrifice a lot for my football career. I, uh, I was one of the only guys in the program to uh, go to pretty, pretty much every single morning lift for uh, two years of my, um, you know, junior varsity and varsity football career um i thought it was you know i thought it was important you know to um be a part of something and and to do it full out you know i mean not to do it um you know 50 percent go all out so i was uh i was a huge advocate of you know getting up every day at five in the morning with whoever else was going to get up with me and to uh, go to the, the team morning lifts and you know i would say i'd say hardship is um is you know not seeing everybody there you know you uh you, you give everything you have you get up at five even though you know it sucks and you know, and uh, when other people don't do the same thing, you know, it um it got to me a little bit. But, you know, I always just uh, kept my head down and, you know, did what I needed to do personally to uh, to do my goals and uh, for the team's goals. But I'd say definitely a hardship was, you know, not seeing as many people there as I'd like to and, uh, you know, trying to get to mot- motivate people to go. And it would never really work. So. It was uh, it was definitely a hardship, you know, dealing with some guys on the team that were just not really, you know, willing to sacrifice a lot to get a lot. And I don't think a lot of people understood that concept of, you know, what you're going to get out of a situation is what you put in. You know, I mean, you got to make deposits in the bank to actually have some money. So I think, you know, a lot of people didn't make those deposits and expected to, um, to have a better season than we did. And obviously we didn't. We uh, fell short of that our senior year. And um I think a big part of that was because of, you know, people not not doing what they needed to do in the off season, not doing what they needed to do during the season, you know, just kind of doing it 50%. And um, I think that was probably the biggest problem. And, you know, not people, people not really having the true heart about it or really putting all the effort into it was probably the hardest part, having to deal with that. Okay. Um, so let's shy away from Miqua um, football and let's go into Mizzou football. Talk to me about the biggest difference from Niqua from high school football I would say to college football because it's yeah. um very different yeah so so it's it's a lot different um obviously you know I'm kind of a observer at this point you know bringing in as much as I can learning from the coaches learning from the players learning from the practice pretty much everything trying to kind of all soak it up like a sponge and um you know the biggest difference is that there's a um there's really a no no BS attitude towards uh towards college football really it's a um it's a you know you show up you work hard and you know you got to uh you got to be there 
every day. You got to be willing to compete with the other guys. And um, I think in high school has that level to a degree, but um, in college, obviously very, um, very amplified, you know, um, a lot of high emotions during practice, you know, college football is a, um, it's a different game. It's a more intense game. It's a more, you got more skin in the game, I like to say. And, um, you know, it's, it's a, it's a different, it's, it's definitely more intense, I would say. Um, so, you know, I obviously, um, for Mizzou, it's an SEC power five school. So, you know, you're getting some of the best football players in the Midwest and even in the country, you know, coming and practicing here. And it's, uh, it's, it's a spectacle to watch, to be honest, but it's also, you know, something where you got to be there. You got to be focused. You got to be, um, even to what I'm doing, you know, as a student assistant, I got to be there every day. I got to be there focused. I got to be willing to do my job. I got to be doing the, the, the details and everything. And I think the biggest difference I would like to say is just attention to detail because of the level of detail in college football, you know, the level of detail in high school to college is a big jump, you know, whether that's what you're doing in drills, whether that's what you're doing, um, you know, with, with like team 11 on 11, seven on seven, you know, line D line stuff. It's all just more attention to detail, you know, the fi- finer, find your tools up and, you know, it's, it all comes down to very small detail. So. Okay. Um, so I know that Mizzou had, I think, two players that are in NFL, and that was um, Drew Locke, who went to the Broncos, and Emmanuel Hall, who signed an undrafted deal um, with the Bears. Now, I know you're not a Bears fan. You're a Patriots <laughs> fan, unfortunately. Unfortunately. <laughs> can you just talk to me about, like, what, if you had any experience with those guys and what those guys are like and really something big that you've learned from them if possible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Drew Locke was uh, taken in the second round and uh, Emmanuel Hall was an undrafted. There's also um, a D lineman from Mizzou. His name's Terry Beckner Jr. He got picked up in the uh, seventh round and uh, a number of other guys were also taken um, as undrafted free agents right now. As I like to say, an example was Therese Hall, who's a starting linebacker. Who signed with the Patriots, my guys. So that was a huge deal for me. But I, uh, I didn't have any uh, personal experience with um, Drew Locke and Emmanuel Hall. I actually uh, joined the team in the spring, so they were actually done. And um, I work for the defensive side of the football. So I, um, I didn't have any personal experience with those two guys at all. But, you know, going, watching a lot of Mizzou games this year, you know, um, you know studying college football this year, obviously. Um, you know, you learn a lot from the guys that are on that different level that are going to the league. Um, and even in practice now, we can tell who's, you know, going to get drafted, you know, first round, second round, late round, undrafted. You know the guys who are going to the NFL and you know the guys who aren't. And um, it's truly a spectacle to see these guys in practice, you know, doing what they're doing um, that are headed to the NFL just because, you know, it's a different it's a different athlete. I like to think that the NFL probably has some of the best, if not the best athletes in all the world, you know, any sport. I like to think the NFL has, you know – some of the top guys there and um you know it's a it's a really you can tell when a guy is you know going to the league and when a guy is just not as good enough and um it's it's a spectacle to see and and it's not just you know pure athleticism it's not all just pure talent you know what what they're getting from when they're born or you know whatever like that it's it's also about the hard work you know some of the guys that are the most talented are also the guys that are you know hardest working getting there before everybody you know hitting pads during the drill um, you know, running routes, everything like that. It's, it's truly a spectacle to see these guys that are very, very talented um, naturally, and then also 
have that hunger to just get better every single day and get better than everybody else who's there and have a better day than anybody else. Usually, usually really using as a competition every day, you know, I'm going to be the best on the practice field every day. And, you know, I'm going to go out and do what I need to do. And I think that's the, uh, the biggest thing you can learn from is like, no matter how much talent you have, no matter, you know, what, what you have naturally or what you don't have naturally, it's, it's going to come down to hard work. You know I mean? These guys obviously wouldn't make the NFL if they were just working hard. They obviously need some natural talent and uh, natural ability to play on the football field. But, you know, it's also comes with hard work. You know, you see a lot of guys in the NFL kind of get high draft pick and then kind of bounce out of the league. Those are the guys that just, you know, aren't working hard. So, yeah. So um, since I know you're in the SA, S, um, SEC mm-hmm. and this question that I want to ask you isn't really about the SEC, but about the NCA. And um, mm-hmm. before you answer this question, I don't like to be political in my podcast. Um, not that this is a political question. But uh, what is your opinion on like college athletes being paid? Because I'm gonna do um a future podcast episode on that. So I was just wondering, like, what's your opinion? Do you think they should get paid? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a, it's a. Um, you know, I, I get that question uh, a lot. You know, I talk to this about my dad all the time. I talk to buddies about this. I think it's a pretty hot topic to talk about. Um, and you know, and honestly, it's a sticky situation because you know these guys aren't pros; they're still amateurs, and um. Obviously, it comes into effect, too, is other sports. Also, you know, say the football team gets paid, the basketball team gets paid. You know, why isn't the track and field team getting paid? Why isn't the, you know, the wrestling team getting paid? So there's a lot of um, there's a lot of intangibles and extra stuff that a lot of people don't realize when having that conversation of uh, what would actually happen if, you know, college athletes started to get, um, you know, stipends and, and started to get actual paychecks. Um, and I honestly, my opinion is, is that, I think that college sports have gotten to the point where they're so um, publicized that it's it's the players are losing a lot of money. Therefore, their likeness, their jerseys, you know, everything that they represent in college football, the NCAA is making money off of. So therefore, the college athletes do have a point of getting, you know, getting some percentage of what the school makes. But it also goes around to you know these guys already are getting free college these guys already are getting you know free meals every day these guys already are working in the top facilities trying to get to the league so you know you got to add up how much these guys think they earn or they do earn or not think they earn how much they think they're worth and then you also got to look at how much money the school is actually giving up for them to come there so you know tuition for three or four years no matter how long they're there um, you know, meal plans, obviously, uh, you know, dining, everything, um, housing. So I think I think it's a situation that people need to keep up with. I think it's something that's going to be changing a lot within the next couple of years. Obviously, with technology, social media, everything's a lot bigger now. And um, I think it's something that we need to watch. I don't know if it's something we need to change right now. Obviously, I've seen the report with uh, NCAA football maybe coming back. And, you know, I'd be a huge component of that. I'm a huge uh, sports video game guy. So I love, I'd love to see NCAA football return. Um, and if that means players getting, you know, a check from EA for their likeness and their attributes and stuff like that, then, you know, I'd be okay with it. But it's definitely something that's going to be keep changing, keeping new news. It's going to be, it's going to be an interesting topic to follow. Right now, I really don't know if I have a, a real opinion on it yet, just because uh, there's so many fine details that have to be worked out, obviously. But you know, I'd like to, I'd like to keep up on it and, you know, um, you know, stay ahead of it and stay relevant on it. 
Okay. Um. So I know you said you wanted to be a head coach. Um. So what is one thing that you've seen? Because essentially, football is a business. And what is one thing that you've seen in football? Like maybe even from your spring to the end of your spring, that coaches have been doing like a little bit different. Like whether that's leadership, whether that's motivating. Yeah. Really anything. Like what would you? When do you become a coach? You know, I would say I would say just the level of intensity. Um, I would say that it comes down to whether or not these guys are true competitors or not. Um, I, I'd say the coaches. You know, you're a head coach of a major five program, or you're you know a big coach, or head head assistant. You know, I mean, whatever. Even in the staff, is all the way comes down to the the grad assistants. I think. Um, I think it's a level of competitiveness that they all have. You know, that will to just always win no matter what and um to win everything you know win the practice win the day win the workout um i think it's just i think the level of competitiveness is what i personally uh, i love about it that's probably the biggest thing i love about football is you know there's a winner and there's a loser in every single game and you know there's it's not fun to lose and it's obviously a lot fun to win a lot better to win i should say so um you know I just think the level of competitiveness is is something to um to admire in in in, in you know college football. So um I think I have finished all my questions about your football career. Is there anything else that I didn't ask you that you would like to add? Uh no, I think I think you hit them uh, all the major points. A lot of great questions there, Advis. So I appreciate that. Okay, so one appreciate thing... the respect you're giving me too. Oh. Yeah, so one thing I've been asking AJ, Tommy, and um, my friend Johnny and Bird, was their experience working with kids with disabilities? Because I am someone who has a disability, and I know you had a relationship with someone who had um, a disability. So first, um, talk to me about like how that program works at Miqua, because it's a little bit different than Central. And... Talk to me about like that bond that you had with that certain student that you were working with. Yeah, so um, you know, it's at Nikwa, it's uh, it's very normalized uh, to have a a person with disability. It's not uh, it's not something that that people will look down upon you. It's not something that you know people are gonna you know slow the slow the world down for you. It's it's something that is very um, very cool to see at Nikwa and, and and at Central as well. Is that it's it's very um, you're not at a disadvantage if you have a, uh, a disability at these schools, you know, they give you everything that every other student has. It's, um, it truly is incredible to see, you know, like looking back, you know, like 20, 30 years ago, it wasn't like this, uh, in America and, uh, and now it is. And it's, it's truly, I think benefited, uh, obviously individuals that have disabilities, but also individuals that don't, you know, to, um, to learn how these, how individuals work to, you know, develop relationships with these individuals, because it truly is something special when you, um, when you develop a relationship with someone, um, you know, and I had, uh, I, I had relationships with a lot of, uh, students that had disabilities at Niqua and, um, you know, every single day it was inspirational to see these kids come to school every single day with, you know, a smile on their face. You know, I, I had stuff going wrong in my life, you know, other people have stuff going wrong in their lives and, you know, these kids come to school every day with a smile on their face. Can't, can't wait to, um, you know, get in the classroom and see everybody. And it truly is inspirational. And, um, you know, I, I, I liked, I wanted to, I wanted to, um, have an impact on, on a lot of these kids' lives because 
I just think it's, it, it helps me out so much, you know, personally to, to, it's to see these kids and stuff. And it's, you know, personal, it's, it's, it's therapy, you know, like people can say everything, but it's, it's, it's therapy. It, de- it definitely makes, uh, you know, an individual feel better um, to be with them and, and to help them out and to um, have them impact your life, you know, like reverse rise, like they, they have such an impact on me that, you know, that's going to change me forever too. So, you know, that's, that's, that's what I can say about that. You know I mean? It's, it's everything about what's going on in today's day in Naperville too, with students with disabilities is just, is just awesome. Yeah. I definitely have to agree with you. Um, For me, like I've personally worked, not worked, but I've hung out with the, all these kids with autism and all these other syndromes. And I've really learned that, yeah, they may be going through a lot, but they always are really happy and they really shed like a positive light on the world. Um, for example, Truly inspirational. Yeah. Truly inspiring. So, Chaz, um, I would like, since this is a business podcast, um, what are your like ambitions for your future business career? Um, do you have any at all? Um, you know, I've obviously I've looked into other things, obviously other than football. Uh, coaching football, I should say. And, um, you know, I would love, I'd love to be, uh, you know, a business owner of, of anything, you know, uh, whether that's, um, you know, owning a restaurant, owning a bar somewhere, um, stuff like that. I feel like that would be a really fun atmosphere. Um, but to be honest with you, I think the level of intensity and the level of um, competitiveness in me, I, I really, really uh, think the, the football job is where I, uh, I truly belong and where I'm striving to be um you know it's the love of the game for football obviously I've been playing since you know first grade and this is my first year of it not playing and um you know I missed it so much and you know I joined as a student assistant in the spring and ever since I've been getting back into it it's just been uh it's been a lot of fun it's been a lot a lot of uh, inspiring people I've met and um it's truly uh truly cool to see um everything within this the football program that I'm working for you know I couldn't have asked for a better job and you know, it's, 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 it's something I obviously look into with business. Um, when I'm older, you know, opening a business, you know, running a business, taking over a business, everything like that. But at the end of the day, I, I, my goal is to, uh, you know, be a, be a football coach and, um, I'm, I'm sticking towards that as of now. So, um, going back to one last question about football, um, is there one thing that you've learned from football that doesn't really impact like what you're doing at Mizzou with football, but like in life? Because I know like football has a lot of life lessons. Yeah. Um, what is like one life lesson that you've had from Um, football? You know, I would say, I would say you can't ever, you know, back down. I would say, you know, there's, there's, there's Friday nights where I was, you know, giving up 60, 70 pounds. I was, I was obviously blocking a guy that was, was, was a lot more skilled than me, a lot more athletic than me, but that doesn't mean I just, you know, lay down, put my head down, let this guy go through. You know, it's, it's a thing where I go out and I say, I got to figure out how to stop this guy or slow this guy down or, or, you know, give the correct block. So, um, you know, raw paw or Chevy can get through, you know, it's, it's something where like you might start off uneven, you know, this guy might have a huge advantage against you, you know, he's inches taller than you pounds, heavier than you, everything like that. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, I still, you know, got to go, go down against him every single ever, every single play. So it's, I'm not looking for an excuse, you know? So it's, it's, it's really, I think the best thing for football within life is not giving excuses. I think excuses are, you know, that's, that's the, that's the death of you. 
I think excuses are, uh, you know, something that shouldn't be used. I think, you know, obviously there's some experiences where you have excuses where something went wrong, but, you know, not looking for excuses, I think is the biggest thing that I've learned from football is, you know, you know do it, do it, do it the way it's supposed to be. And, you know, you know, hit the grindstone and do what you have to do. And, you know, there's no excuses that are going to stop you from doing that. So. Yeah. Um, from my experience, I've no, I know who Chevy is and I know who Cam is. And um, I think a lot of people undermine that offensive line position because when I was at Central, um, I knew who Luke was. Um, and Luke was um, a really good offensive lineman who used to block for uh, AJ and all them. So, like, I really feel like your job is undervalued, but you guys are really hard working because the defense, the defensive linemen have all these, like, moves and you have to adapt to them. But uh, um, what is your, um, what tip would you give to these incoming freshman football players who are coming and going to go play college? So I know Shabby's playing college somewhere, and I know um, Peyton Thorne and Danny Hughes and Cade and a couple guys at Nikwa. So um, what would you, like, if, they, um, if you could I would one say, tip. you know, I would say, um, you know, look into it uh as as a, as a as a as a job i would say you know it's not something that you can do uh 50 it's not even something you can do you know at the high school intensity you obviously when you get to a new school um power five or non-power five it's it's a different ball game um you know college football is a, a giant leap forward for for football from high school and you know my best advice i would say is you know um expect the change and, you know, embrace the change and, you know, get after it, you know, take a step, take a step forward. Don't take a small step forward. Take a, take a big step forward and, you know, come into camp, you know, come into the spring, come into wherever you're coming to training and, you know, hit it full speed, hit it, hit it 120% even hit it, hit it harder than you've ever hit anything before. Cause it's going to be a jump that people have never experienced before. And, um, it's going to be a lot different. Obviously it's going to be a lot more work. It's going to be a lot more focused. It's going to be, uh, you know, a lot more football IQ. And so I, the best advice I'd say is, you know, just listen to the coaches obviously, and, you know, get to hit the grindstone, you know, work harder than everybody else. There's obviously guys in the NFL, obviously guys in college football that, you know, make it because they have a harder work ethic than anybody. You know, you look at guys like, you know, Julian Edelman in the football and NFL where this guy's a seventh round pick and he played quarterback. And now he won the Super Bowl MVP as a wide receiver. It's because he was, you know, up at five in the morning every day, catching puns, catching balls off the machine. You know, he's working harder than everybody else because he wants to get to that level. And that's the best advice I'd give you is, you know, work harder than every single other person. That's the best. That's the best way. Yeah. I don't know if you know who this is, but Gary Vaynerchuk says that, yeah, you need to, if you're going to entrepreneurship, you have to work harder than someone else in that same business platform. But, um, before we end this, um, my last question is that Jaden Reed, aka Bird, has opened up his recruitment, and um, if you could convince him in one sentence or two to come to Mizzou, what would you say to him? Uh you know, um, I, I I don't have any a lot of personal experience with Jaden. Obviously, um, I think I met him like once or twice. Uh, you know, the best thing I could say to him to come to Mizzou is, um, you know, obviously we're in the SEC, so that's obviously the best conference in college football. Um, I'd also say that, you know, we have Kelly Bryant that just transferred here that's going to play in the fall. 
um, who's who's going to be you know a guy that's going to be a playmaker. It's going to be one of the better one of the better quarterbacks in the country. Um, I'd say we we have one of the better one of the better play callers and better uh, offensive coordinators in the country. Um, who's a uh, he's an ex uh, Dallas Cowboys wide receivers coach, and now he's been here for the last couple of years, and he's been uh, he's been doing a great job, obviously with Locke. And you know, I'd say that um, you know Mizzou's got a lot of young talent coming up. We're going to be you know up and up and coming in the next couple of years, and I would say. You, you would probably want to be a part of that, um, you know, being an up-and-coming team in the SEC, being a team that's going to get opportunities to play, you know, big-name big, big name games like Georgia, Bama, LSU, you know, A&M, all these teams that are just, you know, powerhouses, and we have the ability to, you know, play with them and, um, and try to knock them off and beat them and put us up an opportunity to um, make a Power 5 or, or New Year's Eve 6 or playoff uh, contention. So I'd say, you know, if you want to be a part of that, Mizzou's the, uh, Mizzou's the place to be. Um, so Jazz, thank you so much for coming on my podcast. I know you may have our differences on Twitter. Bear, <laughs> typical Bears fan versus a yeah. Patriots fan. But honestly, I really enjoyed having you here because I didn't see our um, so-called arguments on Twitter right here. Like This was honestly a really good interview, and I loved having you on. Um, but before I end this, do you have any closing thoughts? You know, Edwith, I just wanted to appreciate you um, for hitting me up and, um, you know, trying to get me onto this podcast, you know, working hard to, to get me on here interviewing on Monday. And, you know, it's I, um, I appreciate it every day for what you're doing, um, you know, with the podcast and um, what you're doing in your life every day, you know, working hard. And, um, you know, it's it's really something special to see. Um, I think you're, you're, you're very inspiring to, you know, a lot of individuals, including myself, a lot of people in Naperville and like, I just wanted to say, you know, thank you, you know, every single day, you know, I see, I see when you, um, when you tweet about sports and, you know, you have an opinion on sports and I just love to see that, you know, I mean, I, I'm, I'm one of the bigger advocates of, you know, everybody should be, you know, watching sports. I think it's something that can bring people together truly. And, and to see you, you know, be so involved with sports and see how involved I am. And, and you're basically there with me, you know, you know, watching every game, watching all the draft, watching everything, professional sports. It's, it's truly something special to see, Advith, and you know I, I appreciate you having interest in my, um, you know my 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 short coaching career so far. You know, obviously, hopefully, it's going to be a very long career, but I appreciate you know you know gaining interest in that, and um, you know it's truly something special. You know, I mean, it's it warms my heart. So I wanted to say thank you. That's Jazz. Um, thank you so much. I look forward to seeing you on the Patriots sideline coaching up those uh, defensive players. That. I appreciate that, Advith. So, um, thank you so much. Um, bye. You have a good one. Uh huh.